Welcome to the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, online nutritionist, weight loss coach, and hormone fixer-upper. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of information and inspiration, sharing with you simple and effective strategies from health, wealth, and all things personal growth. Get ready to become the master of your hormones and experience vibrant health to live a life of more power and possibility. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 60 of the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I can't believe we are 60 episodes in, and I thank you all for being here and sharing in this journey with me and supporting me and my team. This is definitely not something I do on my own, so I'm so grateful for my team and all their support and all their help, and I can't believe we're 60 episodes in. It's so much fun, and to be able to record this in my new home I'm actually recording this in my new office, which is almost set up. And I have the most epic view because I have these gorgeous windows in my office and I face the park. It's right across the street from our house. And I'm seeing kids play right now in the park. And there's some kids there playing basketball. And there are so many dogs on our street. There's so many people out walking their dogs every single day. I love it so much. And our cats love it so much. They sit at like the front door, just watching all the people walk by and they absolutely love it here. I mean, they are like running up and down the stairs and like sprinting throughout the house, like mad, just crazy. And they're so, so cute. I think they are loving their new home. And they also love sitting at the back door and looking outside in the backyard because we have bunnies. We have bunnies in our backyard and they are so cute. If you've been watching me over on Instagram, on my Insta stories, I've been sharing Samantha's nature channel with like all the birds and the bunnies and all of the things that's been going on in our backyard. It's so great seeing nature and being so close to nature instead of being 27 floors off the ground. So now we live on the ground and it's like a world of a difference. So I love it here. Obviously, I'm so excited for a new home and all the fun decor and everything that comes along with it. To be quite honest, I've been freaking tired, guys, like really tired. We celebrated my birthday last week and then Gaytan's birthday, and we had lots of family events going on. And then, of course, we were moving and there was so much unpacking. And I like half took time off so that I could really unpack and like get settled in our home. But I also had, you know, a few projects and things I had to work on and book edits and things like that. So I feel like I never fully took the opportunity to just unwind and truly decompress. And I'm feeling it like I'm tired and I need to nap for like three damn days and just nobody, nobody talked to me. That's kind of what I need right now. So, which is one of the reasons why I actually didn't release a podcast episode last week. So I was like devastated. I was literally devastated that I didn't release an episode. And I kept sitting with it for so long, thinking about it every day, like, oh my God, I didn't record an episode. And then the next day would go by and I'd be like, oh my God, I didn't get it done. And then the next day and the next day. And I just really had to sit with it and be like, okay, this is okay. It's okay that I don't record one. The world will go on. Nothing bad is going to happen. It's all going to be good. I just needed to step away from work and just really decompress, which is what I did. And I think it's so important that We do more of that more often and just really honor what we need instead of always trying to just be perfect at everything and, you know, people please all the time. And so I really had to fight with that one, but really just step away 
and take time for me. So I hope that will give some encouragement to you guys to really step away and learn to say no. And as challenging as and uncomfortable as sometimes these things can be, and you feel like you're letting people down, but at the same time, you can end up compromising your health and your energy and your happiness. So it's not worth it sometimes, right? So I'm back. So episode 60, and I'm so excited for it. And Yesterday, we kicked off officially our 14-day spring detox. I know there are always last-minute stragglers. You guys are always hanging around like, what detox? So if you want to join, it is the absolute, absolute last day for you guys to join. So head on over to holisticwellness.ca forward slash spring detox. We officially started yesterday as a group. So don't worry, you're not missing a lot. You're not far off. And you're going to get hooked up with an amazing meal plan, super anti-inflammatory, hormone balancing, going to really help support balance your blood sugar. We're taking the grains out, the gluten out, the dairy out, the sugar out. We're really supporting those adrenal glands. And tomorrow night on the 15th, we are diving into an exclusive masterclass. I'm really going to share protocols for overcoming adrenal fatigue and really managing stress and supporting adrenal health and hormone health because your adrenals, they run the show and they are impacting your thyroid and your ovaries and your energy levels and your weight and your sleep all of it. So it's really important that we address adrenal health, which I'm diving into tomorrow night. So that's the exclusive masterclass for everybody that joins the detox. And you're also going to get access to last year's masterclass. Last year, we dove into thyroid health and estrogen dominance. We're going to send you guys that recording as well. So come join us. It's the last, absolute last day. So holisticwellness.ca forward slash spring detox is the link if you want to go sign up and you want to join us. It's going to be so, so much fun. So for today's episode, what I wanted to do was dive into 12 strategies for optimizing your energy, feeling your best, feeling balanced and whole and supporting your hormones, of course, and just really 12 strategies that are going to make you live your best life ever. And that's what I'm diving into today. So I hope that you're going to implement these strategies. Maybe you don't need to implement all 12. Maybe you are already implementing many of the strategies, which is wonderful. But I kind of picked apart a whole bunch of tips and strategies that I think will really help support you on your health journey and just on your journey to feeling your best, looking your best, and supporting your health and your body. So tip number one, it's always got to start off with having a goal and setting goals and accomplishing those goals. So I think it's so important to revisit your goals maybe every quarter or definitely at the beginning of every year. For me, I tend to have not necessarily weekly goals, but I do like to sit at the beginning of the week and even the end of the week and just kind of revisit my priorities. That's kind of how I see it. And so when it comes to goal setting, you know, what is it that you really want to achieve? Are you trying to feel more energized? Do you want to cut out the sugar? Do you want to lose weight? Maybe from a business perspective, you want to scale your business and grow your business. You want to work with more clients, coach more clients, whatever it might be. Maybe it's all of the above. 
but it's really important to get started with setting out a clear plan and having some real concrete goals in place. And this way you can really start to track the steps that you need to take in order to hit those goals. And so it might be a new diet or some kind of routine that you need to start. And sometimes maybe it's not nothing new that you need to introduce. It might actually be something that you have to let go of. So there's so many ways to look at this. And I think it's really important that you set out a timeline of when you want to achieve this goal and kind of, you know, put that fire under your ass so that you can really give yourself this timeline and really give yourself this urgency in order to achieve your goal. I think that sometimes we, you know, say these goals out loud and we think them and then we write them down, but then what? Like, when are we following up? What is the actual timeline? I think having this in place can really create the urgency and that is really, really important. So you have to know what it is you want in order to succeed. And by doing this, you are going to be able to accomplish your goals a whole lot easier. So maybe it's not even, sometimes I don't even call it goal setting, but I like to call it soul setting, S-O-U-L, soul setting. You know, what is it that your soul really desires? What is it that you need more of in your life? What is it that you need to let go of and create a little list of what this looks like and spend time putting a timeline around this so that you can create that urgency to achieve those goals. All right. So that is number one. Number two is planning ahead and being ready. This is so important in so many areas in life, especially when it comes to your nutrition and your wellness, because planning ahead and being prepared and being ready is really going to minimize those temptations. So the good thing about having goals is that you'll know exactly what you can and cannot eat, especially if this is coming from a nutrition standpoint and you have a goal around weight loss. I don't specifically like to give in to diet dogma or diet culture per se, but especially when it does come to a goal specific with weight loss or some type of nutrition goal, planning ahead and really being clear is going to help you, like I said, know what to eat and not to eat, like what to really avoid, right? Like avoiding those foods that are just not serving you. In fact, this makes me think of this question that came through the other day on Instagram. This girl was asking me this question about, you know, what happens when you include foods that you shouldn't, quote unquote, shouldn't be eating. So things like gluten, dairy, sugar, what happens when you eat those things like one or two days out of the week? Is it really setting you back? And my response to her was, yes, it really is setting you back. You know, if you are taking one step forward, the, you know, five days out of the week, and then these two days come and you are just eating gluten, dairy, and sugar, you're basically taking one step forward and like three or four steps back, right? And so healing is just not going to happen if you keep doing that. This is why you really have to be clear on those goals, create some urgency around it and a timeline so that you can really stick to it. And this isn't just a what you do some of the time, if you have some serious healing that needs to take place, what matters is what you do all of the time. And so if you're constantly eating gluten, 
you are not allowing your gut to heal. And specifically from an autoimmune standpoint, you are just constantly causing more inflammation to happen. And so you're taking one step forward, you're taking three steps back. So it's really important that when you have a health goal to achieve, you do got to get really strict sometimes. And it really can depend on your health status. Everybody is experiencing different symptoms. Everybody is at a different place when it comes to their health and their issues. And so you really got to take into account your health status. And if you're really struggling and things aren't getting better, then you got to get strict. You got to stick to those goals and you got to plan ahead. So it's so important that you plan because then you can stock up on delicious food so that when you have those cravings come on and you can prep your meals. And then when those cravings come on or when you're strapped for time, you know that you have food that's ready for you and you don't have to sacrifice your time or your energy or your health because the food is there for you and you won't have to go get some fast food or takeout or something like that. And the other option is to, by planning ahead, you know, this isn't just about like meal prepping, but spend time mapping out different restaurants and places in your area that serve fresh, healthy, delicious food. And then this way, you know that if you are ever strapped for time, you can head on over to a Whole Foods or wherever it might be. And you know that you're always going to get really good food and you don't have to sacrifice your diet because you know your schedule got the best of you. So planning ahead, being ready, this is going to minimize temptations. And that is number two. Okay, let's dive into number three, and that is breakfast. Now, I know we've got a lot going on these days with intermittent fasting. I'm a huge fan of intermittent fasting. So this number three strategy is kind of twofold because I think implementing intermittent fasting is a wonderful strategy, especially if you need to really support maybe weight or blood sugar issues and insulin resistance, I would maybe consider starting with a 12-hour fast and then moving into a 14-hour fast and then moving into a 16-hour fast. So what this means is from your last meal at night, from dinner to the next day, breakfast, you have a 12-hour window where you're not eating. And it's easy to do this because for most of that time you're sleeping. And then you want to maybe extend that to 14 hours and then maybe you want to extend it to 16 hours. But playing in around that 14 hour spot is going to be really, really key. And so you can try out intermittent fasting, but I think that if you're dealing with a lot of adrenal issues and a lot of stress, I really wouldn't recommend it because it could really just make your adrenal and your stress issues that much worse. So really be conscious about that. It's important that you don't just include intermittent fasting because it tends to be this like trend right now. Do it because you are in a healthy state and you want to use it as a tool to really further your health and your wellness. And then breakfast comes in, obviously, after your fasting So it's so key here to really introduce a healthy, satiating breakfast. And what I mean by that is making sure that your breakfast is PFF approved, your protein, your fat, and your fiber. And this is your first meal of the day. And so having this blend of protein, fat, and fiber is really going to help you start your day on the right footing. You're going to feel better. It's going to support your insulin levels. You're going to have sustained energy, which is important. And it's going to be very satiating. And that's going to help stabilize your insulin for the rest of the day. So 
protein can come in the form of chicken or beef or eggs or protein shake. And then you've got your fat. So any kinds of healthy fats, whether you're using like oils, flax oil, avocado oil, or avocados, nuts and seeds, olive oil, and then your fiber. So if you're making a smoothie, maybe you want to throw in some frozen cauliflower, some frozen spinach, something like that. And if you're making maybe like an egg scramble, you can throw in some sauteed veggies in there, get those greens in there so you get the fiber. And then maybe you want to serve that with some like sliced avocado on the side and you have a perfectly balanced PFF meal. And that's really what you want to focus on for all of your meals because that is going to help support your blood sugar levels, which is key. And so your breakfast is so important. And by all means, if you want to try intermittent fasting, go for it. But make sure that when you do dive into your breakfast, you're not just caving into anything. It can be really really easy to start your day off on the wrong foot and like reach for the bagel or reach for like the really high carb food. And then an hour later, you're starving and it just kind of derails you for the whole day. So it's so important that you load up on PFF meals and avoid the grains and the sugars because they can really spike your blood sugar. And if you're rushing in the morning, then definitely plan your meals the night before. This is so important. Maybe you make the smoothie before and you keep it in the fridge. You can boil some, you know, like hard boiled eggs and keep those in the fridge. But this kind of goes back to step number two and strategy number two is planning ahead. You have to know thyself, right? If you know that you are not a morning person and you're waking up and like rushing out the door and you're always feel like scrambled and lost in the morning, then obviously waking up in the morning and making breakfast is just not going to be ideal for you. So really be honest with yourself. And if you're scrambling in the morning, then you have to prep the night before. It's going to be so important for really setting you up for success. Okay, so strategy number four is all about supplementation. So there are a couple of great supplements that you guys know I recommend and getting in your vitamins and minerals and your fats. I mean, obviously we we want to rely on a very healthy diet for that, but things like fish oil, which fuels your brain and supports inflammation and gut health and your hormones. So essential. Your probiotics are so great because they support gut health. And other supplements to consider are things like your protein powders, right? If you're making shakes in the morning, you want to make sure that you've got good protein in your shake. So that's going to help support insulin levels. Things like vitamin D, if you're not getting outside enough and you're not getting sunlight, I always recommend that you check your vitamin D levels for sure. And then once you know your levels, you can supplement appropriately. I typically do dose people quite a bit higher when it comes to vitamin D. I think sort of the standard daily amount is anywhere from one to 2000 IU, but For myself and for those especially living in Canada, I mean, we've also just came through a pretty crappy winter and our spring has been pretty gray and windy and rainy. Like there really hasn't been a lot of sun. So most of us have really low levels. You can typically supplement anywhere around the 5,000 IU range. With that said, it's important that you go back to your doctor a few months later, two to three months later, and retest your vitamin D levels so you can see where those levels came up. Don't just supplement with vitamin D 
and do a high dose all of the time and never go back and get tested. It's really important that you go back, get tested so that you can just monitor your levels and change your dosage accordingly. Okay, so we've got our probiotics, our fish oil, protein powders, vitamin D, magnesium. You know I love this nutrient and this mineral. It's so important for women's health, hormones, detoxification, anxiety, sleep, PMS. It's such an amazing mineral. So lots of great supplements and including these in your daily routine is really going to make a difference. Supplements are never going to be like the master fixer of all things. I often think that sometimes we think that there's just one magical supplement and it's going to change everything for us. And that's not the case. We have to really implement the lifestyle changes and strategies, as well as the nutrition and the sleep and the hydration and the movement. Like we have to do all of these things. And then supplements are, well, they're supplementary. And so when it comes to supplementation, the great thing about them is that they can really help swing the pendulum quite a bit, especially when you have everything else in place. But if you're not doing all these other things and then you're just popping these supplements, they're not going to work as well if you don't have the lifestyle in place. All right. So get your supplements in because they're going to help support your whole body, literally from head to toe, especially things like your fish oil, your probiotics, your magnesium, your vitamin D, all really, really essential. Okay. Strategy number five. This is a really simple strategy, something that everybody can do every day. And you've probably heard it a million times, but that is lemon water. Yes, it is such a simple and basic way to support liver detoxification. And no, it's not a miracle cure, but your lemons are loaded with tons of vitamin C, lots of phytonutrients and citric acid. This helps your body detox. And it can also just kind of add that nice flavor to your water. So your water isn't just boring, right? And many of us, I hear from so many of you guys in our community that you just don't like drinking water. So you have to find ways to boost your water intake and something like adding lemon or even using essential oils. So I love adding grapefruit essential oil as well as lemon essential oil to my one liter mason jar and then drinking that and just making sure to refill it and drinking anywhere from two to three liters of water during the day. But getting in your water I guess, again, this is kind of a twofold, getting in your water as well as the lemon water specifically, it's going to support hydration, it's going to support bowel health because the water will help flush toxins out of your body, will support your liver, give you that healthy dose of vitamin C. So really, really great. And it can also help to kickstart and boost your metabolism first thing in in the morning. If you don't like drinking cold water in the morning, then what I like to do is just heat up and boil a little bit of warm water and then add in some lemon. And you can also add in a little bit of collagen powder. It's kind of like my anti-aging elixir first thing in the morning and it's delicious. You don't even taste the collagen and now you're getting a boost of protein and some nutrients in there that are really going to support like your skin and your hair and your nails as well as your joints. Okay, let's move on to strategy number six. And that is, and you've probably heard me say it before, is to cut out snacking. Yes, 
I know there is so much talk in the health industry about eating five to six meals a day and making sure you have your healthy snacks on hand. But guys, the more you are eating throughout the day, the more you are spiking your blood sugar. And that's the last thing we want to do. Because if your blood sugar is constantly going up and down on this roller coaster, it's also going to start impacting your cortisol levels and your cortisol and your insulin. Those are fat storing hormones. And then not only that, if your cortisol and your insulin are like off kilter, you're going to experience more PMS pain, more menopausal symptoms, irritability with sleep, more cravings, and more anxiety, potential issues with bowel movements and detoxification. Everything can really happen when you've got a lot of high insulin and cortisol going on. So cut out the snacking. I always recommend focusing on eating three meals a day, your PFF balanced meals, cut out the snacking, and in between your meals, focus on hydration and getting in lots of water. This is such a key strategy and something that we include in all of our online programs as well as our one-on-one coaching programs with our clients. We always take the snacking out. So if you are diabetic and you're listening to this right now, even if you have PCOS and you've been told the opposite, I can tell you right now, we've worked with many diabetics and women who have PCOS, we reverse their PCOS and their diabetes and we always take the snacking out. So if you are uncertain and you feel unsure about this, maybe you wanna come work with us one-on-one and you wanna go through one of our programs where we can really guide you through doing this strategically and giving you you know, the customized plan and program to follow this. But I can tell you guys, after 400 weight loss transformations and not just weight loss, but transformations with high cholesterol, heart disease, diabetes, PCOS, infertility, menopause, PMS, all of it, thyroid health, cutting out the snacking has had a tremendous impact on women's health. So cut it out. And if you do, I want to hear from you over on Instagram. So come find me at Holistic Wellness Foodie. And if you are cutting out the snacking, I want to hear all about it. Okay. All right. So tip number seven is all about your greens and getting in those salads for your lunch. This is going to be so key because often in the middle of the day and the afternoon, this is where we will reach for sweets and treats and sugar and salt and all kinds of things or that coffee pick me up. And how we can avoid that is making sure that our lunch is full of phytonutrients and vitamins and minerals and antioxidants. So salads for lunch is really going to help fuel your body and give you that energy that you need to get through the rest of your day. So not only do we want to fuel your body with a lot of like lean meats and nuts and seeds and good quality proteins, but serve this along with veggies and greens. And this will provide you with so many phytonutrients and fiber and vitamins and minerals. And it will also help If you add in some really important fats, like some olive oil or maybe like an avocado, something like that, nuts and seeds, this is also going to provide you with some really great fat-soluble vitamins, like your vitamins A, D, E, and K, which is so essential for supporting your bones. So make sure that you are packing a healthy salad or at least lots of veggies at lunchtime because this is going to fuel you for the rest of the day and serve that along with healthy protein and healthy fats. Okay, moving on to tip number eight. This is all about your omega-3s, which I kind of spoke about. So your essential fatty acids and really supporting heart health. So 
You cannot just include healthy oils and nuts and seeds and things like that, but enjoying healthy fish like salmon or mackerel or haddock, you know, these are really amazing sources of your EPA and your DHA, your fatty acids, and they support heart health and they also help to lower cholesterol, which is amazing. Plus, they are so delicious. So you want to avoid eating things like tuna, because mainly they are higher in mercury. I actually was just coaching a client the other day who was basically eating tuna every single day. And so we had to cut that out, especially because she was dealing with a lot of thyroid issues. And with mercury and just heavy metals in general, they can really accumulate in your thyroid. So it's really important that we minimize toxicity in heavy metals as much as we can, specifically with thyroid health, but with all hormonal conditions. So really, if, you know, you, if you're eating lots of tuna, you got to cut back on that, cut it out altogether and swap it for low mercury, things like salmon and haddock. Those are really great choices. And I believe albacore tuna has the highest levels of mercury, so be conscious about that. And if you are not a fish person, then definitely supplement with your omega-3 fish oils so that you can get that EPA and that DHA. Your EPA is really essential for inflammation. I mean, both EPA and DHA are going to help with inflammation, but EPA will really help with inflammation. And then DHA is really supportive of the brain. And for all you ladies listening who are thinking about conceiving or who are currently pregnant, DHA is so essential for building and supporting the baby's brain. So you really want to make sure that you get in a good quality fish oil supplement during pregnancy and just to support fertility overall. And when I say fertility, it's not just about having babies. It's, it's about having healthy, balanced hormones overall. All right. Okay, moving on to strategy number nine. This is all about gut health and healing your gut and having a healthy gut because a healthy gut is going to lead to more energy. So if you have a lot of cravings going on right now, this can often be caused by bad bacteria in your gut convincing your body to feed it more sugar, processed grains, and processed fats. So things like vegetable oils and fried foods. So really minding your gut health and cultivating a healthy microbiome can have a number of wonderful effects on reducing your cravings, but of course, supporting your digestive system overall and supporting things like gas and bloating. And this is really going to help improve your energy levels and protect your gut lining and have a positive effect on your mood because your gut has a direct impact on your mood. So make sure that you are feeding all that good healthy bacteria. You're eating fermented foods like sauerkraut, maybe some like coconut kefir, things like pickles. Oh my God, I'm obsessed with pickles. I love them. Maybe you're taking a daily probiotic supplement, which I spoke about including things like kimchi. This is all really essential. And then cutting down on sugars, processed grains, alcohol, and other inflammatory foods. So minding your gut is so essential because a healthy gut will really lead to better balanced hormones, better digestive health, and better nutrient absorption, better brain health and focus and fuel and more energy overall. All right, tip number 10. You probably wouldn't think this would be in here, but it's all about healthy desserts. I love to bake. 
And I love spending time in my kitchen baking and doing grain-free, gluten-free, paleo baking. You guys know I'm like a baking enthusiast. And I think that it's important that we don't completely neglect that number one, we're human and we're going to want to crave or we're going to want to give in to sugar, right? And so if we're going to do that, let's do it in a way where it's not completely sabotaging our diet and our health. And so I think that we can have healthy indulgences and they can really make a world of a difference and really help to satisfy you without totally, like I said, sabotaging your entire diet. So this could be something as simple as really good quality dark chocolate or having some frozen fruit or some fresh fruit with a little bit of coconut whip, or maybe you're making different protein bars or brownies at home that contain things like monk fruit or use a little bit of raw honey or maple syrup, you know, natural sugars having these, you don't necessarily have to have these things on hand, but I do think it's important to have a handful of recipes that you can kind of turn to when you really do want to have something sweet. And it doesn't mean that it has to completely sabotage your diet and completely derail you. And just even making your own banana ice cream and, you know, using some frozen and fresh berries to serve your ice cream or putting some dark chocolate on your ice cream or using something like cacao nibs are really great too. So there's a lot of different options that you can do when it comes to desserts and that and you can healthify them. It doesn't have to be all like white flour and processed sugars and all of this junk or artificial sweeteners. There is definitely a healthy way to make healthy desserts. We've got lots of healthy desserts over on the Holistic Wellness website. So head on over there, holisticwellness.ca. Our Holistic Wellness Coach, Valerie, recently post a delicious paleo brownie and that's made with cassava flour. So you can check out that recipe. There are tons of low sugar, keto-friendly, paleo-friendly desserts that you can find on our website that will not derail you. So definitely go check them out. Okay, tip number 11 is all about unplugging and really letting your mind have a rest and doing things that are truly feeding your soul. And sometimes this might mean taking a break from your phone, from social media, from your computer, because constantly having this stimulus is really going to impact your focus. And it makes it hard to be mindful of the important things in your life because the internet is really made to keep you scrolling. And the more you're scrolling, the more it's taking you away from being present and it's derailing your focus. I know I experienced this a lot. I was actually saying to my assistant last week, you know, when we were unpacking, I was so focused on unpacking and so many things going on and organizing that I just wasn't on my phone. And at the end of the day, I was like saying to Vanessa, my assistant, I was like, oh my God, it's crazy the amount of stuff you can get done when you're not on social media. And it's you know, it's like this catch 22 because I run an online business and I love social media because I love connecting with you guys and I love sharing recipes and what we're up to and sharing really great content and information and all things hormones and all of that on our social feeds. But at the same time, it's like, oh my God, it can be really overwhelming and it can also be very, very distracting. So when it really comes to unplugging, it's not just about 
sitting on the couch and scrolling through your phone. Unplugging is putting your phone away so you can truly be present and you can actually give your mind a break and not be stimulated. So pick up a book, you know, take out a board game, make a amazing cup of tea or something and just simply enjoy the silence. I remember my coach saying something to me about boredom and how so many of us get uncomfortable with being bored. And that's typically because we don't know how to be bored. We're so stimulated all of the time that actually sitting in silence and sitting just appreciating the moment and the presence is uncomfortable for so many of us. So it's like, get uncomfortable with that silence. Get uncomfortable with being bored. There's nothing wrong with being bored. I know for myself, like type A personality, I feel like I constantly have to be doing things, but that can take away from your self-care. That can take away from really causing you to slow down. It just becomes a distraction is what it is, like constantly being busy. And so really think about and sit with that one for a minute. Like, what are you distracting yourself from? If you're constantly on your phone, if you constantly feel like you have to do things and you just can't sit and be in peace and silence, then it's time to work on that. So unplugging is so essential. And even at work, consider taking walking breaks or set a time in the evening. This is what we do at home where we turn our phone off and it goes in the kitchen and our phones do not come in the bedroom with us. And if we are watching a movie or something on Netflix or whatever it might be, 11 is the absolute cutoff time. Gaytan, I think I've said this to you guys before, how like Gaytan is so anal about this one. It's like, if we're watching a show and there's like 15 minutes left in it and it's 11 o'clock, he's like, nope, got to turn it off. And I admire him for that. And I think it's so great because I can be more of like the night owl and just kind of like stay up. And so he really does force me to like shut it down and go to bed. And that's really, really key. Otherwise I'd be like up all night watching shows the whole night. So, (laughs) so I'm thankful for that. So unplug, give your mind to rest and do the things that are really going to feed your soul. Okay, tip and strategy number 12 is to move past mistakes and not letting your negative self-talk take over. There is this saying, to err is human, to forgive is divine. So forgive yourself. How many things, how many stories are playing on repeat in your head right now about things you should have done or things you should do. And it's just like constantly on repeat. And it's this broken record of something you didn't do right. And you just have to take a breath and forgive yourself. And especially when it comes to something like your diet and nutrition, you know, maybe you noticed a bite-sized Snickers in your purse and then you caved and then you ate it or you ate the cake that was at the birthday party on the weekend or wherever it was, you know, maybe the salad that you had had an ingredient that, you know, wasn't specific to your diet that you're on. Bottom line, you have to move past it. You have to get over it. You have to move past these mistakes. Oftentimes, this is a conversation I'm having with so many women that I coach. You know, I get it. They've enrolled in so many programs and they've spent money on different programs and things aren't working. And it's like, you have to move past it. You have to forgive yourself for what you've done in the past and what you do now and what you do moving forward does not have to be a representation of what has happened in the past. So give yourself that like 
clean break, that clean slate, and just move forward and let go of what might not have worked in the past. And it doesn't mean that that needs to be a representation of your future self. So forgive yourself, move past it. And any stage of a new healthy lifestyle, like, listen, there's going to be obstacles. You're going to mess up. You're going to make mistakes. But that doesn't mean that you have to give up. It's a temporary thing right? And the temporary mistake doesn't have to be an ongoing mistake. Like just pick up from where you are right now and just keep moving forward. So forgive yourself, move forward. And every new day, every new minute is an opportunity to start fresh. If you are constantly saying to yourself something like, I'm going to start on Monday or I'm going to start June 1st, that is really failure mentality. That is holding you back from truly stepping into your power. And what I want you to do is think about how you can make a powerful decision, a choice in the next moment, in the next minute. So if you ate a shitty breakfast and a shitty lunch and now it's dinner time and you're like, oh, whatever, I ate shitty all day, I'll just eat a shitty dinner. No, like you can reframe it. It doesn't have to wait until Monday. It can happen right now. So let's let go of what's happened in the past or even earlier in the day or earlier in the week, whatever it is, and create the change right now. You have the opportunity every single day, every minute of every day to make really powerful choices. And so really sit with that and think about those powerful choices and really honor and tune in to the power that you really have. Because I think we feel often so powerless and we feel that many times we're just like, you know, constantly fucking up and it doesn't have to be that way. You can literally take your power back in the next minute. And I really encourage you to do that. And the more consistently you do that, the more in charge and powerful you're going to feel of your health and your life and your body and your business and all of those things. So those are the 12 strategies for more energy, more balanced hormones, more happiness, more joy, more calm, more peace. I think that these are some really simple strategies that we can include every day to really feel like we are honoring our health and honoring our life and honoring our bodies. And they're not hard to implement. And we can do them every day. Our whole family can do them. And they are really not hard to implement. We can do them every day. And they are strategies that, you know, if you are married or you're in a relationship or you're, you have kids, you know, everybody can do this. And especially if you have kids, they are watching every single thing you do. So it's so important to really be that role model for them and to show them what it means to take care of yourself, to really love yourself because self-love is really about how you feed yourself, how you move your body, how you supplement, how you think, right? Self-love isn't just about going to the spa and taking a day off and doing a manicure and a pedicure. Self-love shows up in what you do every single day. And so really do that for yourself because you deserve it and also do it because especially if you have kids, they are watching you. 
So I really hope you guys are going to implement these 12 strategies for more energy, better health, more happiness, more joy. We have the power in, a, in ourselves right now to create a beautiful life, and it's really all just a choice, and it's right at our fingertips. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. Looking forward to recording 60 more podcast episodes. If you haven't yet left us a rating and a review, we would absolutely love that. It helps our show show get recognized. It helps our show reach more women and support and serve more women. And it really helps us know that we're doing the right thing over here. So head on over to iTunes or whichever platform you listen to us on. Leave us a rating and a review because it really does help so much knowing that I'm sitting here behind the computer on my mic Knowing that I see your ratings and your, your reviews, it knows that I'm actually doing something good. I'm making a difference here and it's making an impact. So we would really appreciate that. Thanks everybody for tuning in today. Like I said earlier, if you are wanting to join the Spring Detox and you're that last minute straggler, we will honor your sign up today. Head on over to holisticwellness.ca forward slash spring detox. And the moment you join, you are going to get hooked up with your spring detox meal plan. And we're going to dive into our masterclass tomorrow night. I'm super excited about it. And if you have specific questions, we're going to be live. So you can ask me those live and it will be recorded. So if you can't make it live, don't worry about it. We always record them and we will send them out later in the week. Thanks everybody for being with us today. I really hope you're going to implement our strategies and you can get today's show notes over on our website, holisticwellness.ca forward slash episode 60. That's six zero. I hope you guys have a fantastic week and I will chat with you all next week. Take care.